Hi, everyone. Um, Lauren and I just wanted to jump on and talk about something a little bit different than our regular episodes and what we normally do. Um, and um, a lot of things a lot of things have come out in the last, I would say, twenty four hours. When you say say mm-hmm. things, yeah, about this wonderful young man, Ralph Yarl, um, mm-hmm. a sixteen year old from Kansas City, Missouri, and it's heavy stuff. And Lauren and I talked a lot about if we should even, you know, speak to it. Mm-hmm. Um, we want this obviously to be a podcast that's a safe space for everyone and is something that brings smiles and um, validation to everybody. But I think a huge part of both of our lives and our hearts and our beliefs in life um I'm going to get emotional. I know, me too. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, I think we need to speak to it. it. Yeah. The fact that this young boy, for those of you who don't know, um, this young boy went to go pick up his younger siblings at a friend's house, right, Lauren? Mm-hmm. Um, and he got the wrong address and rang the doorbell. And the person who opened the door didn't even open the door. He didn't open the door. It was through the door. Um, yeah. Took out a gun and shot this young boy once and then twice while he was completely out. Correct. Is that that's yeah. I think shot him in the head first and then shot him in the arm while he was after he had already collapsed. Yeah. And um I we just felt like we needed to share how senseless and absolutely gut and heart-wrenching this is for Ralph, for his family. Um he's fighting for his life right now, I think. We haven't lost yeah, him yet. I think he's home. Um, okay. From what I read, he is, and again, I was trying to, I don't know about you guys, but when, obviously when stories like this come out, I was trying to read a couple different articles just to kind yeah. of like fact check it against right. the other ones. Um, from what I read, he just went home, I think yesterday. Okay. And so he spent three days in the hospital fighting and then was mm-hmm. able to go home. His mom is actually a nurse. And so I mm-hmm. think that's also why they were able to release him because he was showing a lot of progress and they knew that she would be able to do what needed to be done to take care of him. Yeah. Um, I mean, thank God is all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. um, but we we didn't really even like we wrote some notes down, but we just felt the need that we needed to speak to this. Um, between there's so many layers to the story. Um, we were just talking about it before we jumped on to record. Um, there's the gun violence layer mm-hmm. that is just so common now. It's happening every single day in this country, and nothing is changing. Yeah, I feel like we've almost been control. desensitized to it. Completely. Like it's just, oh, another one, Completely. you know? And the reality is that's someone's child. That's someone's friend. That's someone's brother. Like it continues to happen. And we, I mean, I also feel like we don't even 
unless you're actively searching for news of these things a lot, I think that we only hear about a very, very, very small portion. Uh, Absolutely. And I think that's been, you know, this is not something new, right? Mm -hmm. I think we're hearing more about it now, but we're still not even getting past, you know, the first layer of it all. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's the gun violence aspect, which I think for both Lauren and I, we feel a lot of things just as a human. Um, mm-hmm. the, the fear that this can happen at any time, in any place, no matter who you are, mm-hmm. um, because our country cannot come up with or cannot agree upon better rules and laws to restrict <laughs> people. We won't go way deep down into that today. Um and then as moms, we think of our babies and what Ralph's family must be going through right now um, and how many young black children are out there right now thinking, God, my, I'm already, you know, I'm already not safe, but this just right. even makes me feel even more unsafe. And then as former teachers, where our whole lives as teachers revolved around, you know, (sighs) practicing active shooter drills with our five-year-olds and our high schoolers. And it's just disgusting. Like, I'm just so angry by the fact that this could happen. It's Um, sickening. I mean, it really we were texting each other and we honestly decided to kind of do this on the fly because mm-hmm. we, after a few weeks ago, um, when we heard news of the shooting in Nashville at mm-hmm. the elementary school, um, we had initially talked then about just, you know, we, like Natalie said in, by the way, really well done with that intro. I could not have done that <laughs> as eloquently as you did. It was. And just trying to figure out, we want this to be a fun place for people to come to, you know, we want you guys to listen to us on your long drives or when you're yeah. doing your exercise or washing the dishes or whatever. But We also feel this, I think, again, as people, as moms, as former teachers, we feel this responsibility and this sense of duty that, you know, silence is deafening when it comes to this stuff. It's Mm -hmm. deafening. And it really, we both just know that we don't and really can't, like it's not in our character. Like we can't be silent about this. Um, And so then when this happened, it was just like, we're doing it today. Yeah. (laughs) We need to talk about it. And it's hard because, you know, this is a public platform Uh and people will disagree or I always worry. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to ever sound insensitive, but I also want people to know who are our listeners is that this matters to us. And um, it's really just hard to wrap my head around that we're still here after just years and years and years of this. Well, and seemingly almost going backwards. I mean, yeah, that's kind of how absolutely. I feel with how things have changed. And then with the um, all the things that were passed in Nashville right, right after this happened or right before, I can't remember the exact timeline, before, but think, yeah. Yeah. just seeing that really these 
our kids aren't being protected. No. Our kids are not being protected. Our people are not being protected. You know, all of the movements that have been started and everything that's happened in the wake. I mean, obviously, it's been building and building and building. And then in the wake of George Floyd, it just feels like how? Like, how is this still How are we still here? How is this still happening? Right. And that brings me to like the second layer. It brings me to the second layer I want to talk about, and that's racism. Like this is blatant. Oh, 100%. Could not slap you in the face harder racism. And I don't know how this is still going on. Like the, I don't understand how people can make sense of that to be you know, racist. I just, and I know I'm working, I'm actively working on removing my racist tendencies just because of generations of white people before me. I am white. I know I am not here. I shouldn't be up on a soapbox about this. I'm sure you feel this way too. Oh yeah. We are privileged in ways that we still don't even recognize. No. And even us talking about this is a privilege. I mean, people don't have voices that uh, people don't get to have the voice that we do right now. Right. Which is why we're here. Absolutely. And so, I mean, we don't want to just continue to talk about it. It's just so heavy, but at the same time, we really wanted to bring light to it, to speak to it, to say that our hearts are just breaking and are so heavy. And even though our days pass and you know us, we talk about silly things on this podcast and are again, trying to make people smile, trying to bring people together. But we also want to bring people together and talk about the heavy stuff too. That was one of the reasons we wanted to start this is talk about things that people don't feel comfortable talking about. Yeah. Um, and it's hard it's for us, right? Even if it's right. uncomfortable for us. So in light of everything going on from the Covenant school shooting to this sweet, sweet boy, Ralph, I don't know the trauma he has endured and we can't even begin to scratch below the surface of that. Um, But we wanted to provide some resources that helped Mm -hmm. has helped us kind of feel like we're doing something. I think we all see on Instagram all the time, call your senators, do this, do that. And sometimes that just feels really like there's just so much out there you can do and it can become really overwhelming. I think. So we just wanted to share a few things that we feel has helped us. Um, Lauren's going to speak to gun violence and then I'll speak to um, kind of navigating our racist culture. Um, So go ahead, Lauren. Yeah. Um, Two places that um, you can go both for one, like I was saying, even just about trying to figure out what the real story was, right? Like one piece of it is, places you can go for information that you can trust that's going to be reliable. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. two, it's both of these um, organizations I'm going to share with you. I'm sure you've seen their stuff posted before, but I just, I think if you want to get involved, I know that they have, um, they have Zoom calls 
like weekly that you can join where they're going to talk about what is happening in your area. They're going to connect you with people that are local so that you can actually physically go and do something if that's what you want to do. Um, you can also always donate if that's what is in your capacity. Um, so the two that I find really useful are Everytown for gun safety and their Instagram handle is just at Everytown. Um, and then there's Moms Demand Action. That's another organization and their handle is Moms Demand. And both of these organizations are really, really trustworthy, tried and true, and they mm-hmm. jump the second things like this happen. Um, every town is more about supporting, I mean, obviously gun safety in general, but they specifically are there for schools and children that have been um, traumatized by school shootings. And then Moms Demand Action is more widespread in trying to bring awareness to gun safety. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, and then I just wanted to share a couple books. I And I just want to start off by saying, I don't know if these are the perfect ones. Okay. I No, we're just sharing what that, we have found helpful. Exactly. Things that we found helpful. I'm not saying this is the right way for everyone. Um, but back when... George Floyd lost his life and the Black Lives Matter movements really kind of started to pick up again. Um, I had a little baby at home and I just said, like, how the hell can I raise this kid to to not be the way this world is right now? So one book that really helped me was called Raising White Kids. Um, it's by Jennifer Harvey. Um, I think the one controversial aspect of it is she's white herself. Um, so just keep that in mind as you're reading it. But I do think that there were some really helpful um, ways to like bring conversation into the home about racism and actively choosing to be an anti-racist. So that's one book. And then another one that I really need to pick up and read again um, is White Sorry, White Fragility and it's by it's Robin so D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. Um, those are two that really helped me a lot. Um, when these Black Lives Matters movements really started to to take off. Um, and I think, again, like the rest of our world, we've be- become either numb to it or just gotten too busy to pay attention to it. And so I think really just taking the time to read those books, reread them, listen to podcasts, do you know, do anything you can to keep yourself educated and actively choosing to be an anti-racist and and fighting against racism and and inequality do it um i was just reading like the naacp is also a really great resource um and a great place to donate to as well um anyway yeah i I, it's just it's unimaginable and i think that i mean this boy i just looking at the notes that i took from what i had read um And yeah, he, I mean, he was going to pick up his brothers from a friend's house. He was being the responsible older brother, going to pick up his friends from a sleepover that they had had. And he, just a couple things about him, he is a section leader in a marching band. He plays multiple instruments in the youth orchestra in Kansas City. He wants to study chemical engineering in college. I mean, this is a kid that is so dedicated and works hard and the fact that 
a senseless thing like this has happened. I mean, it's no, there's no arguing with the fact that this was based on race. There's no arguing. His aunt was actually, I thought that this was, um, it was not just moving, but like so, um, just so true. She said in one of the interviews that she gave, this was not an error. This was a hate crime. You don't shoot a child in the head because he rang your doorbell. The fact that the police said it was an error is why America is the way that it is. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. And we all know that that never would have happened to a kid that was exactly the same, but had a different color skin. You just know it wouldn't have happened. Well, and I want to go back to what you said about you know, his accolades and his accomplishments. I don't care what his accomplishments no, are. No, I'm just saying. I know, I know was, totally. You know, it's, I mean, it's... That it, does not matter. Telling his story is just as important, but like, it doesn't matter. I don't no. care if this kid is in trouble every single day of his right. life. No one, no one no. ever deserves what just happened to him. No, no. No child. I don't care who they are. I don't care what they've done in their life. No child deserves that no and you're totally fucking infuriating to me that just because he is black someone decided that i can i i have the right to shoot this person i mean fuck that i'm sorry i we don't have to keep going but it's just so senseless and it's so illogical and we're in the year 2023 and it seems like nothing is changing for the better like these are the days that just feel so hopeless. And anyway, I mean, I just, I'm so glad to hear that he's doing better. Um, But it doesn't matter. It shouldn't be that we take action just when a life is lost because really the life he had is now lost. I mean, he will never be the same. So, um, I, I don't know. I don't really have anything else left to say about yeah. that. No, um, we just wanted to make sure that everybody listening knows that we are with you. And yeah. I think that there's also, I think there's also an element that we, and we've talked about this in regards to other stuff, um, not just, you know, guns and things like that, that it can be really challenging to, talk about anything political these days. Yes. But when it comes to, like you were saying, when it comes to these kids, I mean, he's a junior in high school. And I just, like, when I read it, I'm seeing all the faces of the kids that I taught. Right. Right? Like, it's just, it's un, it's just not okay. And we just wanted you guys to know that we are absolutely thinking about it. We're doing what we can on our part to help however we can. And, you know, we're participating in things that we can um, because we don't want to just stand idly by and watch things unfold. And I mean, I, I know a lot of people say, you know, well, one voice doesn't really matter. And, you know, your vote doesn't really matter or whatever, that if, if it's just one person, it doesn't. And I think both of us are just of the belief that, if we don't, then we're just as, at least I was raised, that if I'm not standing up for what's right, I might as well be throwing stones myself. Right. And it and does matter. One voice, one extra voice does matter. Yeah. One extra 
you know, 10 minute read of an article or listening to a podcast, educating yourself that matters because then you can share that information with someone else that doesn't know. You know, I mean, there are so many ways to quote, get involved or, or be a part of, you know, working against the systemic racism in our country or the, you know, working toward gun control in our country. There's so many different ways to do that. You don't always have to donate. You don't always have to make phone calls to your senators. But yeah, we, I think that's, we just really wanted to share that and share that we, this matters. Yeah. Fucking matters. And, um, I think if you, if any of you listeners have good resources too please Mm -hmm. feel free to share and we can try and share them on our instagram or absolutely whatever we just we just really want to know that we're we're here we're feeling all these feelings we're we're with ralph and his family we're with the all of the victims of gun violence and racism i we are with them even if we can't really even begin to understand um what those what those people are going through so right all right well all right guys thank you we're thinking of you all all of you that listened and we're we're committed to continuing to you know to share and just create space yes this, so. absolutely absolutely yeah. all right sending Thanks. love to everyone all right bye